everyone, and welcome to another episode of It Was All a Stream. I'm your host, Chris Sachs, alongside your co-host and my cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back, everybody. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. But first, again, we are starting our episode on a bit of sad news. Jeopardy's Alex Trebek today has passed away at the age of 80 um, from his bout with cancer. So we just wanted to obviously take a moment and just show our appreciation for him and, and kind of all he's done in his career. Absolutely. I mean, and I, you know, was it today or was it yesterday? I thought it got like lost in the election news cycle. It was, I believe it was today. Oh, okay. It was I mean, officially today. We're recording this on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, either way, either way, um, it's a terrible loss. I mean, it's, I liken him, I was thinking about it all day today, and I liken him to um, Walter Cronkite, who was like the most trusted man in America. And he was like, I think Alex Trebek, oddly enough, is one of the last of a breed of people that is universally recognized by every age, every generation. So for 40 plus years at seven o'clock at night, he would come on and be in your living room. If you had a grandmother, if you had, you know, depending on your age, you, you watched it as a, you know, an adult, a baby boomer, a grandparent or whatever, you know, he was on calm, uncontroversial, familiar voice through 40 years of not always the best of times, especially in 2020. But when Jeopardy came on, I was like, oh, it's Jeopardy. Everybody, we're going to relax. We're going to hang out. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for being, you know, kind of a, a good guy and being a celebrity in a time where celebrities are um, often very controversial. He was a, a, a middle of the road guy and like i said a familiar voice it just he deserves a lot of credit for being steadfast like he was the mainstay for 40 years yeah i i mean i think for me one of the weird things that i enjoyed most about him was whenever there was a sports category he knew that all the contestants were gonna know nothing and he trolled the crap out of them for it and it was great yeah it was great. Um, and the other thing that's kind of a, a bit crazy to think about, and I, I don't know why this is the connection I make, but you think about the Saturday Night Live Jeopardy sketch. Yeah. And the two biggest stars that were being, you know, that people were doing impressions of in that uh. sketch one week apart sean connery and then yeah. you have alex trebek which is crazy to think of that. Yeah. that and you know burt reynolds he passed away a couple of years ago so yeah. we've the the three mainstays of that sketch are now all gone it's kind of kind of crazy to think about Absolutely. You know, I didn't, I didn't consider that. That's right. Those are definitely the two biggest names in that sketch. The two reasons you clocked in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, pretty 
sad stuff of, of course we you know send him and his family our our best and our condolences um but we need to charge forward yes and let's get into some more fun stuff again please let us not start with a celebrity death next week in our next episode please because we want to get into the second episode of season two of the mandalorian chapter 10 the passenger um ready I've, i've got thoughts well what were your initial impressions before we start so my initial impressions were actually not great. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I was a little down on this episode too. Okay. I, I just wanted to gauge like, are we going to be on the same wavelength for, for this recap or not? A little down on it. All right. So again, of course I am just, I, I really like to make sure I get the research right. Mm. And I'm sure, Neil, you as a teacher would always recommend this source. We are ah. going to be using the Mandalorian uh, Wikipedia page and their summary. So, as always, Star Wars concerns, I'll read yes, through. We'll stop when, it's a, when things are important and discuss. So, Chapter 10, The Passenger. The Mandalorian agrees to take a frog-like creature and her eggs from Tatooine to the estuary moon Trask where her husband will fertilize the eggs in exchange for information on other Mandalorians. Due to the egg's fragility, they must travel at slow sublight speeds, so meaning they cannot go into hyperspeed. On their journey, they are confronted by X-Wing fighters who force the Mandalorian to a nearby icy planet because he is wanted by the New Republic for his role in a prison break, which we saw last, last season. season. Uh, he, and then he crash lands on the planet. So, do, did we know who these X-Wing fighters were, or are they just random people? Well, I, from what I understand, like one of them is an actor, and the other one is Dave Filoni. Is that accurate? Yes. I yeah, believe creator so. of the Clone Wars, the car, the cartoon, right, and various okay. other insiders. So, while the Mandalorian fixes the ship after they crash land, Baby Yoda stumbles upon numerous eggs inside an ice cave, which hatch to reveal a swarm of spider-like creatures. Yes. Mandalorian, Baby Yoda, and their frog passenger are trapped in the Razor Crest, the Mandalorian ship, until the X-Wing pilots find them and kill the creatures. They explain that because the Mandalorian helped apprehend his accomplices from the prison break, they will drop the arrest warrant and leave him with a warning. After the Mandalorian finishes the repairs, the tattered Razor Crest takes off and resumes its journey to Trask. Not a lot to like jump in and interject in that summary. Because for me, not that much happened in this episode. And I feel like you feel the same. I feel it's kind exactly. of a fun little like, you know, here's a random monster that we're versing episode. Yes. Um, you know, it was Which is fine. fine. Yeah. It's like, it's okay to have that. But I was 
like I was, I don't want to say bored because I wasn't. I, I was in, it moved quickly. Maybe I felt like it was over too soon. I wanted something else to happen. Mm-hmm. But I like that not everything is a Baby Yoda centric. This was definitely just, like you said, a monster of the week we have to deal with. Um, they had the look of spider creatures we've seen in, um, excuse me, Empire Strikes Back and I believe uh, Return of the Jedi. They are not the same, but they had that that look to them. But so we've same seen vibe. like yeah, same vibe. I've seen those kind of creatures before. Uh, the the thing that stuck out with me the most, I was looking at the cave and thinking to myself. This is an alien callback, don't you think? With the oh, eggs. very much so. With all the yeah. eggs, right? Yeah, and then they just suddenly like kind of flap open, open up, mm-hmm. and I definitely I was getting a definite alien vibe. You you see the big mama come and attack after all the little ones hatch, and then you get these X-wing people. What are your feelings on that? Like that whole sequence, I kind of enjoyed it because I liked the. Um, new republic vibe i also like the uh throwaway line where the mandalorian was trying to like end the conversation he's like oh may the force be with you not that he necessarily believes but he knows that that was like that's how the new republic got started with luke skywalker and all that so uh, that was a, like a cute thing. What 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 are your thoughts on this? What are your so I, I mean I I like them tying in um, s- aspects like that because right. that's kind of how the world would operate and work. There would be X wings patrolling yes. space and things like that. It it tracks with the history of what happened in the in the movies um which is it's pretty cool that they kind of seamlessly tie it in and it seems like they take very like obscure things from star wars canon and really highlight and focus Mm. on them in these episodes like episode one with the um crate dragon and things that where that was a throwaway it was just a skeleton in one of the movies that it becomes the focal point of an entire episode. Um, so I kind of like things like that, that they do the, the callbacks. They, they know their stuff, right? Yeah. They really know their stuff, their star Wars history and, and things like that. Um, but you know, I, I, I would have liked to have seen the story inch forward a little bit. Maybe we're getting that because you know, the, frog lady husband i guess has information on where more mandalorians are know something yeah i i'm the this plot or this plan that mando has to find his people in order to find jedi is not really tracking with me i know this is your second complaint now about this the like i I, as i've thought more about it you even just said it like you liked how he and tried to end the conversation by saying may the force be with you because that that's a jedi thing that would have come from luke luke would have been a big deal and a big name everyone would know luke skywalker's name correct 
So why do you need to find Mandalorians to find other Jedi when you could just go search for Luke? Well, I mean, let's be clear. Is he looking for other Jedi or is he I looking for the home? I so because in, in the finale, the armorer says, you know, he thinks that the Jedi are witches and she says that his, that baby Yoda's people are known as Jedi. Yeah. They were sorcerers or whatever in yeah. history and blah, blah, blah. It's just weird that they, they don't say like, oh, yeah, the, the guy who took down the Empire, you know, that big event that happened, he's a Jedi. You might want to talk to that yeah. guy. But that's also like, that's like your buddy who becomes the president. You don't talk to him. Maybe. You can't just, like, to, of course, exactly. but you know so. what I, you understand what I'm saying a little bit. It's kind of like there's yes. got to be like he had to have started a Jedi school or something already because, you know, he went and started training Jedi and everything from the the sequel trilogies. Sure. Um, sure. I don't know. I, I, I just that whole plan since of his the, isn't tracking yeah. with me. Since you bring that up for some reason, and maybe it was that comment for some reason, it only dawned on me now like in this season, in this episode, that in theory, we could get an appearance from Luke Skywalker. You could. I, I would be very surprised if, if they, they had anyone from the movies in this television show. Uh, just because know, you would but... have the... I would imagine... Listen, this is no offense to Star Wars fans. You watch your mouth. But what would happen is you would either have to use de-aging technology How dare you or you'd have to recast How the, dare the you role because obviously Mark Hamill is too old to play recently taken down the Empire Luke Skywalker. So Star Wars fans are probably like this is probably not the instance where you want to do a recasting of Luke Skywalker of a young. So that's because Star Wars fans would have a conniption. They would, but this isn't the place to do it. It's not the place to do it, but they did a good job of de-aging, you know, spoiler alert in the last Star Wars movie, they de-aged Luke to old Luke looking. Yeah, they can, you know, they can do things like that. Are we going to do like CGI Luke, like whatever, but it's just... Forget having him appear. Yeah. They could start dropping references now. They've been dropping Coruscant, dropping things like that. And it's it's canon in all versions of the canon. It's canon in in the books that got wiped out when Disney took over. It's canon in the new Disney style it's canon in the the latest movies where luke is famous you know doesn't lead the republic but is famous um and begins to rebuild the jedi right for better or worse depending on how far you are in the movie so you know so there's definitely something there and i feel like it would it'd be a missed opportunity not to explore that exactly Exactly. Um, is there anything else? So we're because there's this, not much happening. That's it. There for wasn't me on this too too much happening in this episode, like you said. Yeah. We are going to make a little something out of nothing. So, 
this makes it matter. My first question for you, well, or first game, I guess. Let's grade mm-hmm. Mando's parenting skills. Okay. So. You know, oh, go ahead. Let's well, let's just. How are we feeling about how Mando's doing right now, or at least in episode two, um, with his his parenting? <laughs> I think he's doing a good job because this is a single parent a single working mm-hmm. parent um, that's having some, you know, that, that whose job necessitates him being on the road. Okay. So the child must come with him. It's a tough thing to do. Okay. All those, all those obstacles stacked against you. And I think probably some of the best elements of the episode were not the spiders, which is obviously that's what they wanted us to remember. It's like, oh, look at the CGI on the spiders. Look how good this was. I think probably some of the best of any of the episodes is the interaction with this baby Yoda, which we all know is a toy or, or it's not even there. It's a tennis ball. So this actor is doing such a great job. Baby Yoda is real to me. All right. Yeah, that's fair enough. So I'm going to, I'm going to rate him. Let's, let's use a one to five, five being the best one being the worst. I'm going to give him a solid four because when that kid was going after oh, those gosh. eggs, you know, it's that he's a little scamp. You can't be okay. watching him all the time. Here's my thing he got, he, he got reprimanded. He did. But he still managed to murder like eight eggs, eight <laughs> frog eggs, eight yes. fr- unborn frog babies. Oh my God. Yes. So, so not great. And, <laughs> Mando manages to lose baby Yoda more than any parent has ever lost their child. He's always run off doing things. Listen, if this was like a toddler Yoda or, or young child Yoda and they, they, he was on his own kind of running off. I could understand it a little bit more. This is baby Yoda who somehow manages to just be left alone all the time in the ship and allowed to wander off when it goes and eats a unborn spider. Uh, First of all, let's manage your baby's diet a little bit better. True. It's just eating whatever it wants. This isn't like when like babies are like you take a baby to the beach and it tries a little sand because it's curious. This is like this is eating living. We don't know if that thing is poisonous or not. So I am giving Mando a two. Wow. And it's only that high because he does at least reprimand baby Yoda for eating the egg. You just wait till your children are running around scapping up frogs and eating hey. frog eggs and, and spiders. Yeah, you know. You we'll, just wait. Till when that day comes, days. then you can criticize me all, all you want. But until then, this is your thought. I'm going to be the critic. That right? is harsh. That is harsh. Yeah. Yep. That's Not he, Baby Yoda is put in crosshairs and danger way too often for me to say that mando is a good parent it's a dangerous life the galaxy is not an easy place to live in baby yoda did not sign up for it all right 
Mando Listen, is the one who took him in. They had to go to the most wretched hives of scum and villainy and the galaxy had to offer. All right, let's, let's move on to the next category. Let's roll. This is our It's Over Anakin! I Have the High Ground Award. Yes, so, I like that. We need this a award, sample of that to play it. I know we do, because my Obi-Wan doesn't do good. it justice. Was nice, it okay? Nice, it was excellent. Okay. okay, so as we all know, Anakin Skywalker, very, very arrogant in yes. his younger days. And in his battle with Obi-Wan, he was confident he could flip over Obi-Wan and strike him down. Oh, I... He got his legs taken out from under him, literally, because um, he didn't have the high ground. So, in this episode, who do we think was arrogant enough that they thought they were in a good position, but they did not quite have the high ground? I'm going to give that to um, the Mandalorian in this episode because he gets he needs information. He gets saddled with um, paying for that the bugs ante, okay, which only ends up um, fueling or the money goes to what's her name. So she tricked him into that, which was playful. Then she tricks him into taking the frog, claiming that oh yeah, I vouch for for my life and blah 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 blah. I was like I thought you you know you just met this person. She says, yeah, but a great judge of character. So, yeah, I give that award to him. I think he, uh, he was not on top of everything in this episode. I think he was probably at the bottom. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. I'm going to pivot a little bit just to be different because I agree that it's probably this goes to Mando, I b- believe. He, he was yeah. a little overconfident in this episode and Definitely. things were not going his way. But just to, you know, be different, mm. I'm going to go with the crew at the beginning of the episode that failed in attempting to take out Mando and steal his stuff. Oh, yeah. which is like tough to remember that that happened in the beginning. It is um, tough to remember. That they that all happened. get taken out. The, the one guy that's left who gets okay. shot in the leg thinks, Oh, I've got baby Yoda now and I got, I, I'm ready to go. Takes the bribe of the jetpack. And Mando, with just a savage kill of just remote controlling the jetpack to launch yeah. with him holding it, and then him just falling to his death, I don't think it gets any more, you don't have the high ground than that, you know? Agreed. Um, so I'm going to give it to that crew. Um, Mando then having to lug all of that stuff. Okay, last category for this episode. Carry on. Infamously, at the end of Star Wars A New Hope, yes. there's a ceremony uh, where Luke gets an award. Han also gets an award. Well deserved. You know who doesn't get an award? Tell me who. Chewbacca. Wookie racism. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Yes. So, in honor of Chewbacca, we have created the Chewy Medal of Honor. The Chewy Medal of Honor. That we are going to give to each unsung hero of every episode that we watch of The Mandalorian. So, Neil, 
who is your unsung hero of this episode of the Mandalorian? The unsung hero. Okay. So I'm not giving it to the X-wing fighter pilots who come back and, and save them from, you know, I'm giving it to someone that is heroic and not recognized for it or that would go unrecognized. And I'm giving it to the frog mother in this episode because they do not speak the same language. Mando takes many naps throughout this episode. I don't know if you realize that, but there were at least two naps in a 45 minute episode, probably why I didn't care for it. During one of those naps, she rewires uh, a broken down droid and uses their linguist thing, connects a microphone to it, speaks into it so that she can get her point across that if she doesn't get these eggs delivered, they're all gonna die and her line will be lost forever. And her hubby's waiting, her frog hubby. So I, you know what? She put in some effort trying to save those little frog kitties. Her, her, the immediate threat is Baby Yoda, who eats seven or eight of them. But yes, she, she does everything she can to uh, save her kids. Her, she gets the Wookiee Award. Okay. Award. I, yeah, I, I hear you on that. I am now, I'm going to give it to a bit of a more obscure character. Um, because, you know, it could have been Frog Lady, but there's two reasons why I can't give it to her. One, similar to Mando, how he doesn't watch Baby Yoda, maybe keep an eye on your unborn babies a little more often so that Baby Yoda can't literally steal almost double-digit babies from you and eat them. Two, don't bathe in a spider cave. That yeah, seems a like decision. a poor choice. We didn't know it was a spider Don't do cave that. You give an impassioned speech for Mando to get off his ass and start rebuilding the ship, and then you just go relax in the hot tub in the spider cave? You know, she's spreading out frog the lady. All right? It's a whole thing. So you have no compassion. I am giving this week's award to Pelimoto. Amy Sedaris's character back on Tatooine. Yeah, tell me why. Tell me why. Girl knows how to get her money. She does. You know, she is just having Mando pay them bills for her over Mm. and over and over again. Pays her to fix the ship. Pays her to gamble for the guy she's about to beat and take his money there and then pays her for more information. Um, And she is the one who leads Mando off to his next, uh, his next adventure and his next goal with more information. She somehow stumbles on the, the frog lady who is the one person who might know where a Mandalorian is. So I will give it to our girl, Pelimoto. I'll allow it. All right. Well All right. So respect to Chewy. We are looking forward to next episode, hoping a little that we get a little bit more Mandalorian information. Be nice. A little bit more we'll like oh, who's, who's this mysterious frog hubby and and Mandalorian that he knows? Mm-hmm. Um. So 
we'll talk about that next week. But in the meantime, Neil, I think it's time for a little rolling or trolling. What's going on in the news? That's Chris, right. you're like a journalist gathering the news and getting it ready for us to discuss and deliver to the people. Am I a journalist or do I just Google a lot? Listen, man, you know. It's, but uh, I appreciate we'll the compliment. We'll I appreciate it. the compliment. Yes. Take it for what it's worth. We're going to start off. Johnny Depp Depp's. has left his role in Fantastic Beasts Three, comicbook.com says coming just days after he lost a libel lawsuit against the mm. British tabloid that characterized him as being abusive. It's likely that this is related to the ongoing controversy surrounding back and forth abuse allegations between Johnny Depp and his ex-wife, ex-wife Amber Heard. Depp did not specifically yes. link the two in his letter, uh, in his letter resigning from the role, but he did bring the trial up in the letter, pledging to appeal the ruling. Are you rolling or trolling with Johnny Depp dropping out of, of this role? Uh, Specifically of him dropping out of this role. I am rolling with it. Okay. I'm rolling with it because the, that, so fantastic beasts was unnecessary. The first one was interesting. It held us. It held the promise of like, okay, Dumbledore, okay, Gringo Balls, whatever his name is. <laughs> and like, it, it was interesting. We were ready to go. Now, now it, uh, you know, and it brought back Colin Farrell, which I'm always happy to see. I like it when he acts. But the second one, I'm going to use a scientific term, was a big steaming pile of crap. And right. I just, I, I actually, and this rarely happens to me, almost never, I fell asleep in the theater. Wow. Like in the theater. Wow. And I, and I love a theater experience. I love going out. I love seeing a film with friends and strangers, like be, in that communal experience of being in the theater. It's one of the things I'm afraid of losing in this whole COVID of it all. But, I'm rolling with it. I think get out now. You know, the only thing that upsets me about it is he didn't bow out. He was forced out by the studio because of all the controversy around his court cases and his trial. I'm surprised he lost that trial too, because from what I understand, they found that he didn't abuse his wife. His wife was nuts. So I've actually started boycotting her movies and her stuff. Really? Yeah. So I, I, so I find it interesting a couple for a couple reasons. Uh, I'm going to roll with it as well. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, I'm rolling for different reasons than you. So I, this is something that probably should have been done a, a while ago. So I don't necessarily. It's, it's hard to say who is, is making up what in this situation, right? Because you well, obviously you want to, yes, obviously you always want to lean towards, you know, 
being there for the victim in the situation or the would-be victim in the, the situation. Um, it's so tough to say definitively who's right, who's wrong. There's probably so many different things that are like half truths, half not truths, things like that, right? But to me, a couple things that kind of aren't in Johnny Depp's favor is one, the fact that he did lose this suit. Mm, So that's the first thing. Two is that in the past, Warner Brothers has stood with Johnny Depp through all of this. So there's been, this has been going on for a couple years and Warner Brothers made the second movie with him and stood by him and supported him despite everything that going on. But now this is the last straw. So is that because this is probably what was going on? Is it because they're probably uh like the other thing is, listen, you have the stuff going on with Johnny Depp. You have the the crazy stuff that JK Rowling has been saying uh, about trans people, which is, uh, a whole nother issue that we could go down, which we don't have to today, but it's like ridiculous what she's doing. She has all the money in the world. I don't know why she cares about a whole group, like disenfranchising an entire group of people, but that's besides the point. I'll get off my soapbox there. True. I, so you've got that going on. This isn't a successful trilogy or right. whatever it is. It's supposed to be like five movies. So oh. I, I saw um, someone on Twitter and I, I forget who it is that said it. So I apologize. Not that it matters because we have no sway here anyways. <laughs> um, but they said that with everything going on, Johnny Depp dropping out and JK Rowling being a Looney Tune now um, that, and this not being a box office success, they're probably instead of making, trying to, push five movies out of this they're just gonna do one last one and and get out of the fantastic beasts franchise do it yeah i agree with you i'll say this and then we can roll to the next thing like i am not giving as much credit to the studio as you're giving them for standing with him because what have they made with him outside of their staples of pirates and this movie like it's not that's like fair. they're going out on a it limb. It could be, you know. no, that's very fair. It listen, it could be that they're just like, listen, we make money with him. It's uh, we're we're keeping him, right. but this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Or it's or it's just this franchise isn't doing great anyways. We need to pivot. So let's just let's just pivot. get let's... some goodwill with the public by getting rid of him three years later than we were supposed to we'll get some semblance of credit for doing yeah. that from a good portion of the public and we'll move on so well, you know everyone yeah. always has there's always underlying intentions with everything that's done especially yeah, when it comes to business um all right some james bond news talk to me no time to die's rami malik has addressed rumors In a GQ interview that he's secretly playing the James Bond villain, Dr. No. He's quoted of saying, that's interesting. I'm not going to bite on that, but I do think it's interesting. They'll just have to wait and see. 
let the rumors fly because no matter what you expect from this movie, you will be shocked when you watch the film. I will not add any fuel to that fire. Neil, I believe uh, just with saying that he is adding all the fuel to the fire. All, all the, um, he's dumping gasoline all over. Are you rolling or trolling with the possibility that what? Rami Malek's character is mm-hmm. secretly Dr. No? Well, let's see. What was his comment? Can you read that last part of the quote? You will be what? Surprised? Pleasant? So he said, let the rumors fly because mm. no matter what you expect from this movie, yes. you will be shocked when you watch the film. Shocked. Yes. I'll be shocked if I enjoy myself. So that's, that's, what, I, that's what I'm expecting. Um, is he playing Dr. No or not? I don't care. I think it's interesting. Uh, so I'm trolling. I'm going to troll it. Uh, much respect to Remy Malek because his performance in um, the Queen movie, Women Rhapsody, excellent. Um, he disappeared and he became Freddie Mercury. So much respect to Remy Malek. But he's entering into a dying um, franchise as well. Craigers, not my Bond. Not my Bond. Um, and I... so. The only way this plays, and maybe they didn't talk about it in the interview, and maybe people don't know this because they're caught up in the dumpster fire that is the um, Craigers portrayal of Bond. But when he came on in Casino Royale, which is also the first book in the Bond series, um, it was technically a reboot of the franchise. So even though some characters came back like um judy dench's m which had been had been there since um pierce brosnan even though she was back the idea was bond is just starting you know so she was just a familiar face to carry us over but you know casino royale was you know not only daniel craig's first outing but also was supposed to be james bond's first outing so this is all new so in theory they can revisit everybody. They revisited uh, Blofeld. They could revisit Dr. No. Blofeld, um, they did Money Penny, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Q. You got to have Money Penny. Was a younger Q. Um, you know, you, and, and I'll tell you something else. Dr. No does not have to be played by, uh, you know, and, and of someone of Asian descent. Even though the characters technically has, is technically, like, I think half Chinese. Um, in the original Dr. No, it was played by, uh, I can't think of his first name, Wiseman. His last name is Wiseman. Um, you know, white actor, did a great job, memorable job, played this part. You know, it's a, he's not completely um, of Asian descent, the character. So Remy Malik could be hinting that, you know, he's not going to throw fuel in the fire because... Right you know, he could technically be playing the character. Yeah, but again, I, I'm, I'm trolling it because enough of this. And someone's got to be the voice of reason. Okay. I'm, I'm rolling with it because I don't like reason. How reason sucks. Dare you. Um, dare you, I'm going to roll with it. I'm a little disappointed that I've, I did, hadn't heard about this rumor until hearing about this interview that Rami Malek did. So that's disappointing because that would have probably like blown my mind if I found out about that yeah. during the movie. Um, but I, I think it would be cool. I don't know. I like Daniel Craig and, and his James Bonds. Um, at least I like three out of four of them. So I, 
I'll roll with it. Why not? Let's do it. Forget reason. Toss reason to the wind. Yes, there's no um, talking to you. Netflix is yeah. testing a programmed TV channel. Um, they're starting the test in France. Uh, according to a statement from Netflix, many viewers uh -huh. like the idea of programming that doesn't require them to choose what they're going to watch. So... Basically, whether you are lacking inspiration of whether wow. you are discovering Netflix for the first time, you could let yourself be guided for the first time without having to choose a particular title and let yourself be surprised by the diversity of Netflix's oh. library. Oh. So mm -hmm. this is going to be the first time that Netflix is using some sort of scheduling on its service. Uh, there's sure. like Peacock and Shudder. Um, kind of already have channels yeah. that are available. This is going to be the first channel so that Netflix is, is possibly going to do. It's basically TV. Yeah. Are you it's, rolling it's a, or trolling? I'm trolling because I've spoken out against this in the past. All right. And what we're all supposed to just sit and live in awe of how in, in, they're all look at the ingenuity of Netflix and all the new stuff. And now you won't have to pick. You can just turn on your television, click the channel app, and things will come on that you'll be able to watch. And sometimes you'll pop in in the middle of something or you'll fast forward to something else. It's like, that's television. We lived through this. We're supposed to evolve past this, okay? I don't wanna just happen into something. I wanna know, I was like, listen, I wanna watch this. Give me the things I wanna watch. If Netflix really wants to do everybody a favor, okay? Stop having three Bond movies for one week and then 18 Bond movies for one month and then have it all disappear when you're six movies into rewatching the whole series because it, it goes away every other week. That, you know, just have some continuity. I'm trolling this. This is horrendous. It is yet another step down the primrose path to evil. Um, the, uh, another reason for them to raise their prices. It's, this is badness. It's badness. It's television. And uh, enough of them. Are they going to have commercials? Because why don't I just get a cable I don't subscription? Th again? I don't think they are, but who knows? Oh, uh, I, for now, mm -hmm. am actually going to roll with this. And why here's do you why. Like this? Because you I, this you know what? I'm in an, stop I'm in an instigating mood today. Uh, so I am just going opposite of you on everything. Um, I, uh, so way. I'm tentatively rolling with this because um, I don't think it's a bad idea to give people an option where it's like, we've all done it where we have literally, instead of watching an hour and a half movie, we spend an hour and a half looking through every movie that's on netflix yeah i don't mind if i'm in a if i'm in a situation i have time to kill and i'm like i want to watch something on netflix i don't know what's on right now on netflix just giving you another channel and if you don't want to watch it you just move on as long as you can keep the selection process along with this tv channel i'm fine with it but if it becomes like oh, we're just doing TV again and bye-bye streaming. I don't think that will ever happen. Um, like, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm fine. But it okay. is, it, I see the, the absurdity 
in the fact that the sh- the thing that is killing TV is now going to do TV on its TV own is, is right. absurd, but I'm going to roll with it anyways. Why not? It's only being tested in France. It's not like it's happened yet. Um, Listen, that is, I have so much to say about the French that could take up another hour and testing it over there. And, and I won't, I won't, even, I won't be controversial, but I'll say this. If that's where they're testing it, it's going to happen. It's not like they're going to stop it. Okay. So we're, we're going to get, we're going to get Netflix television. We're going to get Netflix television and it's just insanity. It's just insanity. Last Roll. bit of news. Last bit yes. of news. Marvel's Loki uh, ah. Disney plus series. Mm. has already been picked up reportedly for a season two and will start production in 2022. What are Um, your thoughts on, so that kind of gives you a sense of when Loki season one is going to come out, probably towards the end of 2021 Mm -hmm. um are you rolling or trolling with this low-key disney plus series because i mean you gotta think Uh, yeah it's gonna be pretty significant if they're gonna do a season two we don't know if we're getting season two of wandavision we don't know if we're getting season two of uh falcon and winter soldier like we don't know if we're getting season twos of these things or if they're just mini series loki's already got the season two green light I'm going to break with my tradition this evening. Oh, no, no, no. I already did roll with something, so never mind. I'm going to roll with this, too. I thought I trolled everything. I'm going to roll with this. Uh, I'm going to speak positively about it. Tom Hiddleston, fine actor, does an excellent job with this character. Um, I'm curious to finally watch it and see what they're offering us. I think they're going to do a good job because they're going to get a couple of audiences in one, I think. They're going to get Marvel audiences, obviously, who want to see uh, comic book characters, people we recognize, places we recognize, and artifacts, you know, like we did the whole um, gauntlet and everything else. There's plenty of stuff in the Marvel canon, in the Marvel vault. There's plenty of stuff for us to see cosmic things that are not just you know the the infinity gauntlet the other audience i think they'll get because i think they'll have to do this is a regular sitcom audience i mean that you've got this character who they can't afford to even as rich as they are they can't afford to make a avengers movie for every episode so it's going to have to be mandalorian-esque where they have they have bottle episodes they have you know fun quiet like this happens here that happens there episodes as opposed to just all the noise of a marvel movie so i think i think they're gonna do good i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with it and I'm, I'm excited about this yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with it as well i think it's interesting to think about because i actually just last night uh rewatched the first thor i'm going through and watching all the movies again um and we're we're getting back post the avengers movie loki 
So because if yes. you remember, Loki, they go back in time in Endgame mm. to when Loki is first being arrested at the right. very end of the Avengers move, uh, the original Avengers movie, and he grabs the cosmic cube and disappears. So right. we're getting blast from the past Loki because technically in the real timeline, Loki's dead. Yes. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't seen Endgame, that's, you know, that's on There's you. There's 12 people on the planet um, that haven't. So it's going to be interesting to see, one, we're getting, like, more, much more mischievous evil Loki, I would assume, in these, yeah. um, in these new episodes. I also think it's going to be, like somewhat like time travel-y so yes. it's going to be i think it's easier to sustain a multi-season series compared to something like wandavision that might just be a standalone event miniseries type of thing True. um so in that sense like yeah i think that that's cool um and it'll just be interesting to see like actually like evil loki again if they're gonna lean into that because like loki in thor he mellowed they out. do such a good job with him in that original like thor the first thor is not a great movie but loki is yeah. literally great he yes he is they have it so down like because he is just a pathological liar right <laughs> Yeah, that's that's his whole thing his in, thing. in the first thing. movie. That's right. his whole thing. And just like a pathological liar, he thinks he can lie himself out of past lies that he's already told. Yeah. He's constantly doubling down on every lie in order to get himself out of the trouble that he caused from his previous Very lies. True. Very and true. it's spot on. That's exactly what someone like him would do. So I am, I'm rolling, bring back old Loki. I think it's awesome. Um, and we'll see how that turns out Here's because it looks like we might be getting it in late 2021. Do you think it's going to involve um, bringing him back to life in the franchise? In the movie franchise? I'm sure he'll make appearances in the movies, but I don't think it will ever be like, oh, he's brought back to life yeah. i just think it's like oh this the the past loki is now brought to present times there's going to be so many different things because yeah, there's be a, a whole multiverse stuff we'll and everything we'll that they're going to get through yeah exactly um but i do think like loki from endgame spoilers is dead and if there's any more loki it will be that past loki okay i'm in what do we got, sir? All right. Well, that's going to do it for rolling or trolling this week. Um, let's get into our suggested for yous from last week. Yeah. So, Neil, you recommended Adam's Family Values to me. Yes, I did. I recommended to you the television show Happy Endings. Nice little mm-hmm. sitcom, a little bit lighter to get us out of the Halloween mood. Um, Yours was a nice transition because it was, you know, it was still kind of Halloween-ish, but right. also it had some Thanksgiving elements in it, and it, it was a comedy. So, um, let's talk about let's talk about Adam's family values first, and then let's we'll get it. into happy endings, and we'll do a little something fun with happy endings as well. Um, so, 
I watched it, and finished watching don't. it today, and I felt like it's tough for me to do this critique justice because I felt like I've never seen any of the Adams Family movies. Okay. So I feel like had I grown up watching them, I'd enjoy it much more as an adult because I'd have that nostalgic um, sense that came with it. And I didn't quite have that. So because of that, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I would have if I had, you know, remembered it from when I was a child. Um, So in that sense, you know, it it was tough for me to really um, lean into it. I will say, let's talk about the positives that I have for it. One, I, I don't know why I never knew about, like I've known about cousin it, right. From the television show, just like he's a, you know, from pop culture in general. Right. I never knew that cousin it talked the way that cousin it talks. So that got a laugh out of me. That was, that's hysterical. That's a hysterical way for him to talk. Beaker-esque almost. Yes. Very Beaker-esque, high-pitched, like inaudible, like you can't tell what he's saying. Um, Squeaks. Very funny. Um, I... I couldn't help but be impressed by Angelica Houston's ability to just keep her face the same the, the, the entire movie. Yes, expressionless. That, very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Um, and I was surprised by some of the people that were in this. So obviously you have Angelica Houston. Um, you have uh, Christopher Lloyd. Yes. Um, but there was... Um, Carol Kane was the granny. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize right. she was in this. Um, she's most recently, she was in um, un- Unbreakable, uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. If Probably for this generation, if they don't know who Carol Kane is, she was uh, the crazy lady in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, so she was in it. Nathan Lane makes a cameo as the police yeah. officer. That was very funny. He was and so funny. You get a very quick thirty seconds of Tony Shaloub. Yes, the guy who plays Monk. Yes, he is in it as well, um, which I was surprised by. So those were like little fun, like and the the camp counselor is um, I Peter I'm, McNichol. Yes, she's uh, oh and. What's her name? Christine Bransky. Peter yes. McNichol and Christine Bransky. Christine Bransky. She's from, um, for me, she's in The Grinch. She's yes. the, the rich lady that The Grinch is in love with. Um, so that's who she plays and she's in the movie. Um, you know, so that was kind of cool seeing like how many familiar faces were in this. I would not have thought that. Um, very campy, which was fine. Kind of ridiculous. Yeah. The, the 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 negative for me. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about a movie whose entire plot focuses around Uncle Fester getting laid. Yeah. It's not really a movie. That I is think the whole any, plot. I don't know how they pitched that to the studio, and they were like, "Yeah." People want this. 
Um, so that was weird. It was also kind of like it was basically it was only an hour and a half, so that was fine. Like it's a, right. it's it's a, not a long movie, but it felt more like I was watching an extended episode of the Adams family than I was actually watching a movie. Um, and then the camp that the two kids go to Wednesday yeah. and um, who's the other Pugsley. one? Pugsley. Um, super racist. Super that camp racist. is so, so racist. And then finally, like you get the big speech from Wednesday about, and they're like, okay, at least like, sh- you know, she gets they're it. not right. Ra- like she gets yeah. it. Right. They but it do takes the a pretty hard left turn. Pilgrim pilgrim play and then they take the hard left turn and it's just back to being racist again because they're doing the the noises and they're burning people and i but it was the 90s and we were all less offended by everything yes um so that was surprising um did they so they didn't burn the peep at least the little girl alive because for a second i was like yeah. oh my god she lit the match and then they way. just didn't go back to her but right. then you see her with her parents on the plane um but the camp counselors they were literally being rotated on a spigot over a a, a fire um so they may be gone um they might that's be. kind of what i got uh what did you I, at the end of it were you happy you watched it or sad you watched it? I was fine that I watched it. Yeah. I think I think I was ne- I was neutral that I watched neutral. it. Neutral. Yeah. yeah. Fine. Like not not a Yeah, it's listen, it's his, something very you, light. His soliloquy in Raul Julia's uh Gomez Adams in the police station when he is seeking justice yes. is some of the best film I've ever watched. Yes, and I forgot to send that to um, our friend John. Yes. Who I'll have to, after we finish this, I'll have to send that to him because I know so he, loves, he loves that speech. That's when they, they encounter. Denied. <laughs> that's when they uh, encounter uh, Nathan Lane. And it's fu- very ahead of its time, that speech. Yes. That would play very well would, nowadays. Yes, it would. It was so good. It was so good. Oh my goodness. Oh, but also we didn't mention, uh, you talked about the actors. Um, Joan Cusack. Yes. Joan Squeeze. Cusack. Um, she probably should have just given up the first time she tries killing Uncle Fester. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Like maybe catch on that he's already like undead. So you're not going to be like you when you marry Uncle Fester, when you enter the Adams family lives, you have now entered a cartoon. Correct. It's not going to go you I would imagine people would pick up on that. (laughs) There is a lot of for a shot. And this is, again, why I think the 90s was a better time, uh, a simpler time for a child's movie. Someone gets just they she straps the whole family children and all um into electric chairs uh a camp is burned to the ground the camp counselors set upon by the children rotated over fire um and 
what prompts them going to the camp is their desire to essentially kill their newborn baby uh, brother out of jealousy. Oh, yeah. I mean, the film opens. There was that, too. I forgot about that. There was that, yeah. But it was all playful. It was all in such a way that it was like, oh, my goodness. It was a a children's movie that central plot was about Uncle Fester trying to get some. Trying to get some. Uh, Trying to get some. It's a choice. Is it what is I'll choice. say. It is. Excellent it's a film. choice. Excellent film. <laughs> it was. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. It was fine. Um, it was fine. All right. Let's get so into happy on. endings. Happy endings. A, a television show, not a film, um, that I have watched several episodes of. Okay. Awesome. Um, I am positive on it. It is going to now work itself into my watching schedule. I intend to watch all of it. Good awesome. choice, as always. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I will say this. It is not the best. And I'm surprised you like it. So how many episodes into it are you? I'm like three or four. Okay. So is this one of those like the office you have to get through the first season? It's you don't have to get through the first season. It's yeah. funny. It's similar to The Office, where really you just have to get through the first few episodes. Okay, like it's solid the first few episodes, yeah. but for whatever reason, over time as you get into it more, you like love the characters, and well, that's it gets thing. so much funnier, and they right. find their groove. That's um, the thing. So by the end of season one, you're gonna be in. Gonna you're going to be like in, you're going to think everything's hysterical. Cause my critique comes from exactly what you're talking about. Like I don't feel for the main male character. Yeah. And I was never an, an Elisha, Alicia Cuthbert right. person. Um, I think Damon Wayne's jr. Uh, hilarious in everything he does. Absolutely. Um, the, character playing like the single girl in the group i think her name right, is right, right. cassie wilson mm-hmm. very very funny um adam pally i believe playing like uh you know the whatever character the you broy gay the broy gay guy um very funny here's my thing though this show which is ironic and i wanted to talk to you about this is new girl but less fun for me so like damon waynes jr left new girl to be on this show and it's so similar that they're all living in lofts that are almost identical to the loft that is the central location of new girl so it's it it's similar in the fact that it's literally it's about a group of young 30 somethings that are living in the city. The, I guess the difference is that in obviously in New Girl, they're all living together and in Happy Endings, they, they're friends and they spend all their time together, but they all have their own separate lives too. Yeah, their own um, separate lofts, expensive yes, lofts. Yes, they all have they afford, separate yeah. expensive lofts and apartments and stuff that they can individually afford. Um, right. So I would say that give it, give it some time because right now, it's kind of being presented as the main characters are the main characters. That's okay. um, Dave 
and um Cuthbert. and alex they're yeah. the two that are supposed to get married and don't right. um so it's interesting enough like they have all the surrounding characters the the surrounding friends in that group figured out for yeah. the most part like they're going to be who they are, who they are. throughout yeah. the show but alex and dave w- they'll figure out who they are as the show goes on and they get i hope so like, they get very funny especially um especially alicia cuthbert who i you know i she's kind of whatever to me as well mm. she t- ends up doing a very good job as the show goes on you'll be surprised at her comedy chops um because i wasn't sold the first few episodes but as time goes on and they figure out her character yeah. they do a good job with um I'm where ready. they go with it i'm ready to support it I, I think the lead guy it has all the warmth of a snow pea. I, like, he's not interesting to me. But, yeah. like, like, he's no, he's no uh, Jake Johnson. Of course not. But he'll, you know? they'll, yeah. they'll find their groove with him as well. And what they'll do is the show doesn't focus as much on those two, and it really becomes an ensemble show. Okay as it goes on so uh, but i'm glad that you're gonna stick with it um i'm gonna speaking of so we with us watching happy endings you mentioned new girl um made us think a little bit about groups of friends in television shows that maybe we would want to be a part of so me and you we made lists We, we did we prepped for this episode of it was all a stream and so we have ranked each individually our top five groups of friends from television that we would want to be a part of ourselves let's start that's let's be clear yes okay we're not because then my list would be different we're not ranking the best shows that are centered around uh, a group of friends we're not ranking who we consider to be the best group of friends. Right. We're ranking who we think we would want to join for every for a weekly episode to be part of their ranks. Exactly. All right. We would and want I, them a part of our life, or we would want to be a part yes. of their fictional lives their and fictional their friend life. group. Um, so let's go backwards. Let's work yes, from let's last to first. Go from five yeah. to one. Neil, you can kick us off. Who is your number I will five kick us friend off. group? All right. Now, I had, and this is the only one I did this for. I had a tie. Okay. Um, that's fair. And I, and, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to focus on one. I'm going to mention them both, but I'm going to focus on one. So number five group for me, um, I chose the new girl group slash okay. the community group. Okay. Yes. Because I feel like I feel like I would interact well with both those set of characters. However, I put New Girl above Community because um, the interactions they have are all centered on like issues. Some ridiculous, yep. Some, yep. you know, nonsense. But they they they're like always. They're in each other's lives. They're calling. Some of the friends are like, oh. They, they want to be more involved with each other than 
they should be like more involved in each other's lives, not romantically, but like just being there. Um, some are mm-hmm. breaking away. They all tend to love the place that they live in. It's like so important to them that they would, that becomes one of the season arcs staying in that location, which I love my location. So I connected with that. That's fair. So we got new girl. That's my group. Number five. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to throw out a couple honorable mentions that didn't quite make my list very quickly. Oh. Community did not make my list just because I would not have been able to take Pierce. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, How I Met Your Mother did not make my list. Interesting. Uh, The Ted and Robin and the and Barney and the whole that triangle would would have been annoying to me. Um, And Happy Endings did not make my list, although they were close. You were pushing it because. They actually do an episode later on, and you know I'm not giving away anything. There's no spoilers. Um, there's an episode that they do, maybe in like season two or something, where one of them is is dating somebody, and they're like, the person that they're dating is obviously outside of the group, and he says, "We never hang out with my friends. Can we hang out with my friends?" And she can't handle hanging out with his friends because they never do anything insane. Yeah. And they think everything's like dramatic. Like if someone says like, Oh, I don't like this uh, drink that you just handed to me. And she's like, Oh, this B what, what did she just say? She like tries to make it a big deal. And they're like, no, that's right. not how we handle things in this friend group. So it makes you see how like insane they are. So that's why they're not in my group. Number five for me, I actually just watched this show and it was good timing. If you're ever stressed out, watch this show it is so worth it with everything going on with the election and not knowing what was going to happen right we don't have to get into politics but it was stressful for everyone that's all we know i watched ted lasso yeah it is the most delightful show it's a good show but is it a a friends group that group Okay. It's it technically is because they are listen, we're it's still early on. It was still season one, but they are becoming a family. And Ted Lasso himself is like the most charming, nicest character I think I've ever seen on television. Um and so just being friends with him would be awesome. But I'm in on hanging out with international soccer players like that sounds fun and the coaches are awesome and they're just it's just a nice group and it was cool seeing how they uh how they are starting to become closer and become a family so Word. i really enjoyed ted lasso so i'm giving it spot number five right now you're number four sir my number four takes a nostalgic turn um I chose the gang at Cheers. Okay. I, so I'll just interject. Is that your number four as well? When we have, so like if you say someone, like I'll interject and let you know where I have them on my list. Good. I have Cheers at my number two. Cheers at your number two? Yes, I do. All right. I I chose it. So go for it. I chose it because I like a, I'm not a, I don't understand why bars have TVs on, but music blasting at the same time. Like Mm -hmm. my, my thing, and I get it sports bars and all that. My thing is I love a relaxed 
um, like neighborhood place where the, nothing is, you can actually talk to people and have conversations. I'm a big conversation person. I hate phones and texting and all that stuff. So going back to a simpler time to the gang at Cheers, doing everything at that location, like, yeah, we'll go, we'll do, we'll have the wedding at Cheers. We'll have the baby's first birthday at Cheers. We'll do all this stuff. You know what? That would definitely be something I would do. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Where everybody knows your name, sir. And yeah, they, they're my number two because I, listen, I'm not much of a going out person. I mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I do my own thing. I got my small group of friends and stuff. Nice. But um, if I were to be someone who went out, that would be my ideal situation. It was like, ideal. I can just go hang out talk chill it's nothing crazy's going on i it just that seems like the ideal situation and everyone's fun there's always something weird going on in the bar but you don't you could get as involved or not involved in it as you want great point it's like you can sample whatever crazy you want that day exactly and if you want out you could be out and you could just observe from afar norm crazy yes i love it So they were my number two. Um, I'll go my number four. And this is a show that myself and my wife have been watching almost every night for the past couple months. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ah, Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine. We love this show. And this is, again, like my big thing, I guess the, the theme with my list is they are really a family and they're super close and they would all do anything for each other. And they have so much fun together and with their crazy antics. The only thing is like, I would have in this world that I'm friends with them, I would have to be a cop and I wouldn't want to be one because that's dangerous. Um, Especially the things that they're doing. So that's why they're lower on my list. But okay. yeah, super fun. Like Captain, you get a mentor and Captain Holt. You get a, a, a crazy fun a, guy in Peralta. Crazy fun guy in Peralta. You get the. I mean, everyone's a character. Everyone's hilarious. So you get a a loyal to the end in 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 Boyle. Um, yes. It's just you know it it seems like a great group. So I would be I would be fans of being friends with them. I approve. I approve that. They do not appear on my list, but I like that. That's fine. That's fair. Um, who is your number three? My number three, and I'm proud of this. I'm happy about this. And I, I wrestled with the notion of moving them further up. But the reason I had to put them at three and not further up is because I have simply aged out of okay. this group because they're stuck in a moment in time. But I still think I'd get along with their older selves as well. My number three is That 70s Show. Okay. That okay. 70s Show, first, I loved it. Fun. I love this, like nostalgia. I love period pieces. The 70s, they had so much great stuff. The clothing, the music, all the hijinks they got into. But the idea of, and this was definitely something, like I live in a, I live in a city, so we, we kind of did this. Like you have a, hangout spot and that's where you go like oh it's the weekend so we're all going to go to 
so-and-so's house. We're all going to go to so-and-so's basement. That's what we would do. We'd, we'd hang out in right. a friend's basement um, and watch movies or TV or whatever else. Like that, I recognize that. And I, I recognize all the people in that group as versions of people in my group, more so than the other, like the other people on my list. That 70s show, like I know those people. Right. Yeah. I, I did not have them on my list, but I, I was never a big That 70s Show's person. I never really watched it that much. No, the no. only episode that I remember is what is Ashton Kutcher's character? Kelso. What's his name? Kelso. Kelso. Okay. So I just remember there's one episode where for the entire episode, he has his hand stuck in a, in a vase. Yes. And he can't get it out. And it's because he's whole, he dropped his <laughs> wallet in it. And the only reason why he can't get it out is because he's holding on to the wallet and doesn't it. let go of the wallet to get his hand out. Um, so that's the only one I remember. Um, all right. I will go with my number three, who you actually mentioned already. Um, I should have chimed in, but you had a tie for it um, uh, at number five. My number three is New Girl. New Girl for number three. New Girl for number three. They seem like a fun group. They do seem They just fun. seem like they have so much fun. I know themselves. there's weird stuff going on between Jess and Nick, and that's fine. They fall in love by the end. You will always have people to tease we'll say yes. tease but like you'll always have people to like rag on and make fun of That's and true. you'll have a variety of options schmidt all the time yeah. just for for being schmidt you have winston and his craziness you have nick for him being like an old man um you have jess for being like so bubbly and whatever like you have a lot to work with when it comes to like joking around and making fun of your friends which is something that friend groups love to do so Indeed. that is why they are at my number three i like that i like that very much and that is what friends tend to do and i'm gonna touch on that for my number one but my number two okay is friends okay my number two is friends and you know my theme is like all these shows are ensemble shows where it's there's no focus it's everyone gets a share of the screen time i like it but in friends again older 30 somethings okay late 20s 30 somethings um living in an apartment navigating the city life but have a place where they hang out the coffee shop yep i chose it for a couple reasons one i recognize a few of the people in that show Two, and some of them, like some of my friends are amalgams of several people in that show. But I just long for a time before cell phones. I long for a time where that's what you did. You went and hung out and talked. Like that's what I'm about. So when I watch mm-hmm. these things, I'm like, oh, I would so get along with these people because we would, ch- we would chill. We would talk. We'd be like, oh, yeah, this happened today, and that happened today, and we're going to go do this, and let's get involved in that. And you get in adventures that way as opposed to the kind of like, oh, I'll just look at it online, or we'll order tickets here. We don't have to race to the theater and blah, blah, blah. So friends, awesome show, awesome group. 
probably the quintessential friend group. They are my number two. Very interesting. Very interesting. I, so because I already, we already spoke about my number two, I'm going to go over a couple more that did not make my list Ah. that I think are notable. Friends did not make my list. The main reason being, yeah, why not? I know obviously it's got the name in the, in the show, Quite literally in the title. Friends. The reason being is because everyone kind of couples off yeah. in that group. And I don't want to be the seventh wheel. <laughs> okay. So, and that's, that's for me why they were out. The other show that did not make my list. And I'm sure this is going to be controversial. This is a hot take. I'm giving you guys right now. The office did not make my list. Okay. Because of Michael Scott. Explain. I wouldn't be able to handle Michael Scott. (laughs) Really? He would drive me insane. I would, I I understand he's a sweetheart, whatever. I would flip out on him at one point. He (laughs) would push me to the edge and I would. Yeah, but that happens in that show. Like, so they flip out. It does, but I wouldn't still be friends with him after. Wow. Like it would be uh, such a good-hearted done. person at would, the end. I wouldn't be able to do it. Oh, my I wouldn't goodness. be able to do it. You are cold, sir. I wouldn't be able to do it. How dare you? So I, the, he, they are not on my list. Devoid because of, of Michael Scott. That's my hot take. That's my hot. That's my controversial take. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I know Heinous. myself. Heinous. I know myself. I have, I have a lot of patience, but not that much patience. Um, Neil, who do you got at your number one? all right i have a feeling we might have the same number one i don't know or or my number one is somehow not on your list it's possible all right i i've chosen and i'll say this of all the groups on my list and of all the fun i would have with each of them and all the admiration for certain people and all this other stuff the the group of whose age I'm probably at now, the group of whose interactions are probably most like the interactions I have with my own friends, where it would almost be like taking a video camera and watching us interact, as well as appreciating that this group doesn't have a central location in as much as a central purpose that they gather, but they all like have their own houses and you go to each other's houses and all that. My number one, and it's timely this time of season. My number one is the league. Okay. Not what I was expecting, but all right. All right. The league. I just, those characters are that is exactly how i communicate and how my friends communicate with me which is not good but (laughs) that is what we do and uh i just that's my number one for the purposes of this that's fair yeah absolutely uh, absolutely what is your number one um what did so i get i like i keep thinking of shows that i didn't include and the reason so my favorite television show of all time uh-huh. is scrubs Ooh, yeah. scrubs did not make the list for me because again you have specific... the pairing you have right. the pairing off of the characters in scrubs it's not Word. as much of a 
group of friends as it is. You know what I mean? There, it's yep. a couples. They're all couples that are friends with yeah. each other. Um, so that's why they didn't make it for me. The where I thought you were going with your number one, which I thought would have been a wild choice, yeah. was always sunny. Oh, but that would be just if you hated yourself yeah. and wanted to be miserable. You would choose Always Sunny, or I thought you were going Seinfeld, too, for a second. I thought about Seinfeld. But they also, it's the same thing. If you just want to be, like, miserable, you would choose one of those two. Correct. Me, I went complete opposite. I'm curious. Of those. I went Parks and Recreation. Ooh. Interesting. Parks and Recreation is my number one. There is not one person in that group that I would not like to just be personally friends with one-on-one, let alone be a part of the entire group. They're a family. They are all about positivity and supporting each other. They have so much fun, especially Leslie Nope just, just is the friend of all friends. Without question. They are my number one in, in this ranking. I like it. I like it. I approve. I can see that. I can definitely see that. I like that. All right. So there you have it. We'll try to do some more of this, these like ranking things because this is fun. Like uh, this was fun. I liked, I liked doing this. So we'll see if we can uh, come up some, with ranking. some more good ones um, depending on what it is that we're watching each week. I thought this fit the theme with happy definitely endings pretty theme. well. Um, so I think that leads us into our suggestions for each other for this week. Indeed. Indeed. Why don't you, well, all right, I'll give you my suggestion first because you ended with your number one. Okay. My suggestion for you, and it is, uh, you, it, it will be free-esque because you have Hulu. So it's yep. on, it's streamable on Hulu. Um, 1994's. Okay nobody's fool nobody's fool yes there's a 2018 movie don't get confused with it 1994's nobody's fool starring paul newman oh okay i like that yeah i know nothing i think i've heard of this movie before but i know nothing about it it is it takes place in the winter it takes place like they they're kind of like heading towards Christmas, but it hasn't happened yet. So it's in that Thanksgiving period. So it's definitely between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, takes place in a Northeastern um, community like we live in. So, mm-hmm. you know, snow, hard winter, that kind of thing. Um, it's 1994. There's you know, no computers, nothing like that. So it's real character driven. It's, you know, they're, you know, it's a talky movie where they're dealing with, you know, issues. It's not sad, but okay. it's serious. It's like a, it's a, it's a dramedy because there's moments of, of levity. There's moments. Of okay. But it's one of those things where it's a slice of life. So it's, you're looking, it's this guy's life in this period what's happening to him, why it's happening to him, how he's responding to it, small town in the winter vibe. And I want you to be surprised by some of the people you see, but I will tell you, um, 
uh, right in, at the height of his action fame, he takes a break and appears in this movie, Bruce Willis. Oh, another Bruce Willis movie. This is another that's two that that he's made a, uh, an appearance in one of your suggestions. Okay, right. I'm excited to watch it. You know, I could use you know, yeah. let's 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 feel a little something. You're gonna feel this. You week. will feel. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, let's 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 ponder life this week. You know, um, all right, cool. I'm excited. Paul Newman, let's do it. Paul Newman, Bruce Willis. Newman's. All right, for you, I'm debating on whether I just want to give you one outright or if I want some input from you. Are you in any sort of mood? This, I'm feeling this jaunty. Um, am I in any for? Well, I, I, I don't know. I've been watching over the weekend. I've been uh, binging um, old James Bond movies with Sean Connery, mm-hmm. you know, as a result of his passing. Uh, okay. So maybe I'm in that mood. Does anything fit that bill? What do you got? I'll take whatever you got. Hit me with anything. I okay. So anything. that's, that's interesting. So this, okay. I'm going to give you two options because this, this first option that I will possibly suggest for you is not streamable right now. I don't believe it may be on like a television network. So it might yeah. be on like, I don't know. So I'd have to AMC. It. So maybe you could like download the AMC app and watch it. So yeah. I'm not sure what the only thing that it could possibly be on right now is on a television channels specific app. So I'm not sure where it's streaming. The other one that I'm thinking about suggesting is on um, Amazon prime and it's a much, but it's a much different type of movie. So one is like, Wow. kind of is very action it's it's a big action movie and okay. but it's also kind of not it's it has to do with assassins and then the other one is it'll bring the feel it's a romantic comedy Ooh. but also brings the feels okay so those I... are your two options Let's see. And it's up to you what you want to do because I don't want to make you rent something I'll or tell you try what, to stream I, something illegally or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I am a, I'm kind of a secret, not so secret fan of rom coms. Okay. And I think I would enjoy a little rom com. Let me get me some feels. Okay. Heading into so, the holiday. Cool. All right. I like that. So this movie, I don't know if you've seen it. Hopefully you haven't. Um, is called The Big Sick. The Big Sick. Starring uh, Kumail Nanjiani. Uh-huh. He is the main character, and he actually wrote this movie. So he's, right. the, he's the guy from Silicon Valley. Um, yeah, okay. With the crazy hair? No, he uh, is the, the um, Pakistani guy from okay. I'm, I'm there Valley. vaguely Got so it. he also what was he in he was in that new movie that came out on netflix lovebirds okay i don't know if you saw that he was I in didn't. stuber stuber nothing still okay. no okay well anyways you'll All know right, him so... when you see this so he wrote this movie and it's based on his life and how he met his wife 
Okay. Like they went through a similar situation as what happens in this movie. Ray Romano also in this movie plays the father of his love interest and was borderline. I, I don't know if he was nominated or almost nominated for supporting actor the year that this came out uh, for this role. Like in a Um, golden globe or an Oscar Oscars. Wow. Um, Okay. Yeah. So this was, it's called the big sick. This big sick. This was also nominated for Best Original Screenplay. I don't know if it won. It might have. Okay. Um, this was, it came out in 2017. I think this was probably my favorite movie of 2017. Um, wow. Yeah, it's very, very good. Romantic comedy. Okay. But you get a serious situation where you're going to get the feels and you're going to get emotional. Um, I'm ready. And it's, I, I don't want to say too much about what it's about because I want you to see what happens, but it takes an approach that really is not done very much in romantic comedies. I don't know if it's ever been done in a romantic comedy. Um, okay. So I want to see what your takeaway is for how they approach this romantic comedy because ro- rom-coms are very much the same over and over they do they go uh, they were able to find a different avenue with this one um it's very good it's on amazon prime i think you're really gonna like it especially because you like ray romano and it's a great I do. ray romano performance and it also has um it also has holly hunter as well is ray romano's like wife like so holly those hunter. two they both do a very good job i'm in i love this idea awesome Awesome. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad we went with that one then. Yeah. Um, all right. We will go over next week, the next episode of The Mandalorian Season 2. Indeed we will. We will hopefully do a little bit more rolling or trolling. Must. Um, and then otherwise, we are going to watch, you're going to watch The Big Sick. I'm going to watch... 1994's Nobody's Fool and we'll discuss that and in the meantime thank you guys as always for listening to yet another episode if you're enjoying what you're hearing please leave a good review we love positive reviews on wherever you're listening Um, we do subscribe wherever it is you're listening we are on virtually every where that a podcast is available and of course we are on neil's great website where they have a whole bunch of content including our podcast every week glued to the screen.com that's glued the number two the screen.com um and with that neil what do we got to say to the people stream on everybody stream on